Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some common reasons why your pool is not holding chlorine. We call this zeroing out, and this is when the chlorine level is at zero. So I'm going to go over some common issues of why your pool may not be able to hold chlorine. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And I'll start with some things that have become more and more of a problem, at least in my area in California, and that is phosphates in the water and nitrates in the water. Now I'm an old school pool guy, and I'll be the first to admit to you that I didn't really buy into the phosphate thing for many, many years. I would just use tablets in my pools with liquid chlorine and then some sodium bromide whenever I had algae in the pool. and didn't really think too much about phosphates being an issue, but more and more pools in my area at least are having problems with phosphates, and I think it's just because they're so prevalent in everything. In fact, some municipalities actually put phosphates in the tap water now. And it's something that really has become a problem. Phosphates are just basically food for algae. And if you have really high phosphates, your pool has a lot of food in it and the algae is going to bloom and it's going to be a big problem. So one way to cure this is, of course, eliminate the phosphates and you're going to use a phosphate remover. There's different ones out there. There's the Arenda PR10,000. There's the uh, Phosfree by natural chemistry, Biodex has a phosphate remover. And so you actually just remove the food or the food source for the algae, and the algae bloom should die down. Now there's other food sources, of course, that the algae will that ha- the algae has in the pool, but the phosphates are their main food source. And once you eliminate that, you should be able to curtail any algae bloom. And so having algae in the pool, of course, will cause the chlorine to be used up fighting the algae. It's consumed and the pool will zero out, and you'll have no chlorine in the pool. And the reason I started out talking about phosphates is because a lot of people think that if they have zero chlorine and they have algae in the pool, it's because they have a phosphate issue, and that's just not entirely true. It could be one of the problems that you could deal with, but it's not something that everyone deals with. Not everyone has a phosphate problem, and not all pools zero out with chlorine because of phosphates. There's other reasons. Now, I mentioned nitrates at the beginning also, Nitrates are becoming more of a problem in my area also. Once your pool gets nitrates in it, you're going to have to drain the pool basically and fill it with fresh water. One way to tell if the pool has nitrates, of course, is to get a nitrate test strip and dip it in there to see if there's nitrates. The other telltale sign of nitrates is that the pool is continuously zeroing out. No matter how much chlorine you put in there, you could be putting 10 gallons of liquid chlorine. You could put five tablets in there along with 10 pounds of Calhypo. And then the next day you're at zero again, and that's because the pool has nitrates in it. And this is the only cure really is to drain the pool and fill it with fresh water. So if you do 
test the pool and you do have nitrates, I'm afraid you'll have to drain that pool. Now, is it uncommon? It's not quite as uncommon as you think. And it's something that's been happening more and more. And how the nitrates get into the pool, they can come in from different sources. And, you know, no one really can tell you exactly how the nitrates got into your pool, but they're there. So the pool has to be drained. Now, I started with these two extreme cases because I think they are the exception to the rule. Yes, your pool can have high phosphates, but if you treat the pool correctly, the phosphates aren't really an issue. The chlorine zeroing out and is compounding that the phosphates are compounding the fact that it zeroes out. But there are also other reasons why the pool has algae and why the chlorine zeroes out. One of the main things that I think a lot of people don't realize is that the cyanuric acid level has a larger impact on the pool's chlorine level than you would think. Now, I'm not talking about just the fact that cyanuric acid is in the pool and it protects it from the UV rays from destroying the chlorine level or lowering it faster. But if you have too little cyanuric acid in the water, that means that the chlorine that you're putting in there is exposed to the sun's UV rays in the summertime mainly, and this causes the chlorine to leave the pool very rapidly. So let's say you had a pool and your cyanuric acid level is at 10. It's pretty low. That means that the chlorine you put in the pool is only going to be protected to one part per million. So for every uh, 10 parts of cyanuric acid, it'll protect about one part per million of chlorine. So if you had a pool with 50 parts per million of cyanuric acid, that means that the chlorine can be at five parts per million and be protected from the sun's UV rays. This means that the chlorine is not going to, of course, degrade in the pool and go away. It just means that it's going to last longer in the pool and stay in there longer. Bob Lowry says that you're going to lose about one part per million of free chlorine each day, regardless of the cyanuric acid level. It's just a natural uh, lifespan of the chlorine in the pool, basically. And if you have a heavy bather load, you're going to, of course, use up more of that chlorine. And so back to Bob Lowry's formula. He has a formula for the effectiveness of your free chlorine versus your cyanuric acid level, and that's 7.5%. Now, he came up with this number doing a lot of scientific studies, and he made it easy for us just by coming up with a 7.5% number. So, for example, if you had a pool with a cyanuric acid level of 100 parts per million, that means that you would have to keep 7.5% 7.5 parts per million of chlorine in the pool to make it effective. If you had a cyanuric acid level of 50 parts per million, you would need about 3.75 or 4 parts per million of free chlorine in the pool to make that chlorine effective. So you can have a pool with a 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid in it. And if you let that chlorine level drop down to even 5 parts per million, that means that the chlorine is not effective in the pool or as effective at the higher level it needs to be at to be effective, which means algae can grow in the pool, microalgae can form, and the chlorine will degrade very rapidly in that pool because you don't have enough of it in the pool to be effective. And this is one reason why a lot of pools zero out in the summertime. The cyanuric acid level may be at 150 parts per million, but you may be keeping the chlorine at 3.5 parts per million. And again, that percentage, the 7.5% number, means that if you're lower than that amount, With the cyanuric acid level in the pool, the chlorine is not going to be effective in eliminating algae and also bacteria and viruses. It's not going to be an effective level. So if your pool was at 150 parts per million of cyanuric acid, you're going to need to keep the chlorine level at 11.25 parts per million, or let's just say 12 parts per million each day for that pool to remain algae-free and clear and keep the chlorine level from dropping rapidly in that pool. 
Now you can maintain a pool with high cyanuric acid. You just have to make sure that the free chlorine level always stays within that range of the cyanuric acid level. So again, if you had a pool with 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, you're going to need to maintain 7.5 parts per million of free chlorine. And it's not like you're overchlorinating the pool because a lot of that chlorine is bound up with the cyanuric acid. So not all of that chlorine is actually free and available in the pool. And it's one of those things where, you know, high cyanuric acid can be a problem. But if you have a high free chlorine level, you can counter that problem pretty easily. Refer to Bob Lowry's formula of 7.5% of free chlorine to the cyanuric acid level. And I think you're going to be perfectly fine. And you'll find that your pool is going to hold chlorine a lot better and not be zeroing out week to week or day to day. Another common problem of why your pool is zeroing out is that you're not adding enough chlorine to keep the chlorine level or to bring the chlorine level back up to the proper level. So let's say that the pool was at zero and you wanted to bring it up to five parts per million of chlorine and you had a 20,000 gallon pool. A lot of people will be will just kind of guesstimate how much chlorine to put in there. So let's say you're using 10% liquid chlorine and most people will be like, well, I'll put a gallon of this in there and that should bring it up to five parts per million. But in all reality, if you're using an online calculator like the poolcalculator.com, for that size pool, if you had zero chlorine and you wanted to bring it up to five parts per million, you'd actually have to add two gallons of the 10% liquid chlorine. So actually double the amount. So if you just added one gallon, you would bring it up to two parts per million or two and a half parts per million. And then remember the formula of one part per million leaving the pool each day. By the next day, you're going to be down to one part per million and then maybe even zero that evening. And you'll be wondering, why am I, why is my pool not holding chlorine? I just put a gallon of liquid chlorine in there. I should have brought it up and held it at least for more than one day. But in all reality, if you wanted to bring that up to five parts per million, you would need to add two gallons of 10% liquid chlorine in that pool to bring it up to that level. And let's say for the same pool, the same 20,000 gallon pool, you're using Cal Hypo bags at 65% Cal Hypo, and you figure, I'll just put one bag in, that'll bring it up to five parts per million. But in all reality, you're, you're actually going to need almost a bag and a half. And if you put just one bag in, you might bring it up to three parts per million. And again, you're not going to bring it up to the high enough level that you need to because there may be combined chlorine in the pool. Sometimes you can smell this. It has like an ammonia odor like Windex. And then you can kind of figure that, okay, the chlorine isn't effective because there's combined chlorine. And a lot of people don't understand that you have to actually break the combined chlorine for the chlorine to be effective again. And there's something called a breakpoint. And this is 10 times the combined chlorine value. So for example, if you had almost, you know, let's say one part per million of combined chlorine, if you're using the breakpoint formula, which is 10 times that, you'd have to add 10 parts per million of chlorine to break the combined chlorine. So I'll go back to the first example. You have a 20,000 gallon pool. You wanted to bring up the five parts per million. So you added one gallon of chlorine, which only brought it up to about two parts per million. So in order to bring that pool, the 20,000 gallon pool up to the breakpoint level, which would be 10, point, 10 parts per million, you'd have to add four gallons of 10% liquid chlorine to that pool to break the combined chlorine. And most people wouldn't be adding four gallons of chlorine to their pool because they figure they'll just add one gallon, maybe two, and that should take care of the problem. But if you have combined chlorine, that means the chlorine's ineffective. And this is only going to get worse, by the way. Until you break the combined chlorine, that combined chlorine number is going to keep increasing in the pool. And you're going to need more and more chlorine to break that. And how do you know if you have combined chlorine? 
you have to have a test kit that can test for total chlorine. This typically is a photometer test kit. You can also do the combined chlorine with a test strip or with a Taylor test kit, but the photometer is going to give you the best reading on that. So the combined chlorine reading is going to be the amount of chlorine that's ineffective basically in the pool. And if it gives you a combined chlorine reading of let's say 0.8 parts per million, you have to bring the free chlorine level up to 8 parts per million. If it gives you a combined chlorine of 0.5 parts per million, you have to bring that chlorine level up to 5 parts per million to break it. I always go higher to make sure I break that combined chlorine. But this is something that people don't generally do. Homeowners don't do this. And it's possible that you have combined chlorine in your pool and you don't have a test kit to test for it or test for it accurately. And so you're just kind of guessing if how much chlorine to add to the pool and it keeps zeroing out because you're not adding enough. Because back to that first example, if you had a combined chlorine level of one part per million and you're just adding one gallon of liquid chlorine, you're never going to break that and your pool is going to be constantly zeroing out. And that's why a lot of times you're going to hear people say, well, this shock your pool, that'll take care of the problem. Bring the chlorine level up to 20 parts per million. That's somewhat logical because if you bring your chlorine level up to 20 parts per million, you're surely going to break any combined chlorine in that pool. And if there's anything that's destroying the chlorine level in that pool, like phosphates or maybe a microalgae bloom, the chlorine at 20 parts per million should hold pretty well. And at the next day, it should be down maybe by half if there's something in the water that it's, it's trying to fight and destroy. But it's certainly not going to zero out at that point. So not, not adding enough chlorine is a big issue. And people struggle with this because as, again, as they're failing to break any combined chlorine, it's just going to get worse and worse and grow on you. And the same thing with algae blooms. The more you have, you, the more you are not able to take care of the algae, the bigger the algae bloom will get, the more algae will spread, and the more chlorine is going to be consumed trying to fight the algae. And so the problem is just getting worse and worse over time and not better and better over time. I'll cover these two problems together because I think they go hand in hand and that's not running the pool long enough and not having a clean filter. One thing I like to do with my pools is to clean the filters in March and then again in October. But the reason I clean them in March is because I want to start the summer with a clean filter. And by the way, our summer usually starts here in April, but this year it didn't start till mid-May. But you want to have a clean filter right at the beginning of the season because this goes a long way in the chlorine being able to be circulated and stay in the pool. Believe it or not, the filter is not running properly if it's dirty. And if you have high PSI, you know, if it's at 30 PSI and the, and the pool is just not moving the water well, of course, you're going to get algae forming and dead spots in the pool. You're also not going to circulate the water to get all the organics out of there, inorganic stuff into the filter, the filter of the pool, which is going to make the chlorine less effective and which will make the chlorine level drop. And in most cases, it's going to drop down to zero pretty rapidly if your filter is not running properly or is not cleaned and you don't have newer elements in there. So if the cartridges are wearing out, you know, if all the bands are broken and the pleats are all bent, replace those cartridges. And the same with the grids. If there's any holes in the grids or if you have any cracks in the grids, definitely replace those because this will really affect the chlorine level or the pool's ability to hold chlorine. And then the runtime is also something that goes hand in hand with the filtration. If you have a clean filter, let's say it's perfectly clean, but you're running the pool two hours a day, it's not going to make for an effective formula as far as keeping the chlorine in the pool 
because number one, you're not filtering the pool long enough to get stuff out of the water. You're not circulating the chlorine around the pool properly. And these two problems are very common. Either the filter's dirty or the combination of the filter. Maybe it's not dirty, but the pool's not being run long enough. And of course, the worst combination is a dirty filter, a filter with old elements, and a pool that's not running long enough. And real quickly, if you have a saltwater generator, if you're not running your pool long enough, of course, it's not going to be able to produce enough chlorine. And this is also a problem with the saltwater generators. You may have a a pool with a salt system that keeps zeroing out. And you may be wondering, why is that happening? Well, the saltwater generator needs time to run to produce the chlorine. So if you're running the pool three hours a day, probably not long enough for it to make any chlorine because those numbers that the manufacturer gives you, you know, like for instance, the IC40 will give you 1.2 pounds of chlorine each day, but that's running that pool for 24 hours a day at full speed. So if you're running your pool for three or four hours a day, don't expect a lot of chlorine to be produced. And the output of the chlorinator of the saltwater generator is also important. So if you have it at 50% and you're running it for four hours a day, it's going to produce a lot less chlorine than when you're running it eight hours a day at 100% output. So these are all factors that contribute to zeroing out the chlorine level in the pool, either with a short runtime, a dirty filter, or if you have a saltwater generator, not running that saltwater generator long enough will also not allow the pool to hold chlorine because basically that's your chlorine factory and the factory has to be running and operating for that to be making chlorine for your pool. Something that's not quite uncommon is a pool with a leak. And of course, a pool with a leak will cause the chlorine level to zero out pretty rapidly because you're losing water and you're adding fresh water to that pool. Along with losing water, you're losing your cyanuric acid level and you're losing the chlorine that you're putting in the pool as you as the water's leaking out. Depending on the size of the leak, will determine how much chlorine is being lost along with cyanuric acid. One of the telltale signs of a leak, and sometimes you won't notice because you have an autofill, but one sign that your pool is leaking water is that the cyanuric acid level is dropping in the pool and the chlorine level is constantly dropping. These are things that shouldn't be dropping rapidly in the pool. So you're going to have to turn off the autofill and test for a leak. The easiest way to test for a leak is with the bucket test. You get a five-gallon bucket. You get some electrical tape. You'll put, you fill the bucket up with water and you're going to put it on the first step of the pool. Put the electrical tape at the same water level on the outside for the pool water level, and then you're going to fill the inside up to match the outside water level. You can put a rock in the bucket to hold it down, and then you'll put some electrical tape on the inside, and after about four days in normal weather, you should be able to see if the water inside the bucket is at a different level than the water in the pool. Both should be dropping down at the same time or evaporating at the same time. So basically, if the water in the bucket is half an inch higher than the water in the pool, chances are you have a leak because the water in the bucket should be at the same level as the water in the pool. And this is how you determine if you have a pool leak. Again, you can look online and a lot of sites have the bucket test. It's pretty easy to do. But another reason why the pool can be zeroing out, of course, is there's a leak and water is leaving the pool and fresh water is being added, diluting all the chemicals that are in the water. At last, I think heavy use is something that's all often overlooked But a pool that gets heavy use is going to use up a lot more chlorine than a pool that's not being used at all. It's just common sense. But a lot of people don't realize how much chlorine is used up when you have a party. If the pool starts out with five parts per million and you have a party with 20 people in there, 
chances are at the end of the party after two hours there's going to be zero chlorine in the water it may look murky and it's something that needs to be addressed right away so heavy use pools often zero out with chlorine if the customer is having a party on the weekend they should tell you ahead of time hey i'm going to have a pool party with 30 people can you make sure there's enough chlorine in there and can you set me up so that you know the pool will be safe and fine one thing you probably should do is bring the coin level up when you're there on your service day. I like to bring it up to 10 parts per million. If the if the cyanuric acid level is at 50 or 60 or 70 parts per million, you should be perfectly fine at a higher higher chlorine level. And then leave some chlorine with the customer to put in the pool after the party. And I think this is an important step to help prevent that. But really, the realistic thing to know is that once the pool is used, the chlorine level is probably dropping rapidly and can zero out rather quickly. And you want to make sure you add chlorine to the pool. Otherwise, you're going to start getting combined chlorine. And as I mentioned earlier, you have to, you have to break that, which is going to cause you to raise the chlorine level much higher than you would need to go if you were just to add some chlorine before the party and right after the party. So heavy use pools definitely zero out the pool. These are the most common reasons why your pool has zero chlorine or zeros out all the time. And if you can figure out which one of these it is, you'll go a long way in keeping your pool chlorinated and keeping your pool safe to swim in all season long. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.